You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. And this is a midweek Europod and a big Europod as well. Of course, the UEFA Champions League semi-finals we're up to now, Robbie Earl. First legs, we've just watched both mm. games over the last couple of days. Fresh off the back of that Barcelona game at the Nou Camp, 3-0 to Liverpool. And that's where we should start. Um, I mean, just as a quick overview, what a brilliant game of football that had quality, that had edge, that had fitness, that had great tactical kind of um, solutions that were, that were great to watch and to experience. And, and just with Lionel Messi, again, proving what a remarkable footballer he is, as prints are all over this game. But, but what a great game it was, Rob, wasn't it? And, and, and you're right, mate. And, and I'd, you know, watching had the, the same thoughts. You know, great football, good quality of skill, a little bit edge, a bit of physicality, mm. even a little bit. You know, where it was, it was getting close, close to the knuckle once or twice. Yeah. And you know, where I think that comes from, Rob. I think it comes from respect for both teams. I think Barcelona knew they were in a game, and, and I'd say I thought Liverpool started the game well. Mm. 10-15 minutes. They didn't look like they were overawed. They looked like they'd got the setup. There was no Firmino, but Wijnaldum in a slightly deeper role, but pushing forward. They got the press going quite well, and I thought, looking good shape tonight, Liverpool. And, and it was almost like the circus master who, who, who's got the cage lion or something. As long as you're on top of it, he's in control. But the moment that they mm. broke out, the, there was moments in the game, and, and we'll talk about the great man himself, but there's just moments in the game when Barcelona can open you up through speed, skill, and transitions and all of a sudden, the game looks very different. At 1-0, Rob, even mm. at 2-0, I'm thinking, I think I'll take this if I'm Liverpool. I think I'll take this back to Anfield. Mm. And we're still not in too bad a shape. But the moment it goes to three, you just start to feel, now, is this going to be too big a mountain for, for Liverpool to climb? As good as they are, as big as the atmosphere can be, as high intensity as we can have it at Anfield, can they go and, and score at least three goals that they need to, to take it into uh, extra time or something at, at Anfield? Let's go back to the lineups, Rob. Um, we'll get into all the details. Yeah. So, of course, yeah. the, the news was the, the really mm. unfortunate news that Firmino, Roberto Firmino, who has been absolutely yeah. brilliant over, over recent weeks, was not, mm. um, I guess, ready to start. I mean, he, yeah. he, he came on, as we saw later in the game in the second half, but he wasn't risked mm. by Jurgen Klopp, which meant. Georgina Wijnaldum played in that role, really. The, the kind of number nine, yeah, dropping in as a number deeper, 10, yeah. uh, allowing Salah and Mane to stay quite high. End up being like a diamond in midfield with that. Kind of similar what they what they normally do, but it was Wijnaldum that was selected to do that yeah. role. First of all, Rob, before we get into other stuff, how big a blow was it that Firmino wasn't playing and how did it, good a job did, uh, did um, Wijnaldum do in that role? Mm. Firmino's Liverpool's messy, Rob. He's the guy that knits it together. And Salah's got the goals. Mane's been brilliant. The midfield can work as hard. But the key to it all, the, 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 the fulcrum, the, the catalyst to everything mm. that, that goes well, 
goes through Firmino is his intelligence, Rob, his movement, his flicks, his passing, his, his understanding. And Ronaldo's not that attack-minded in the same no. way. He's not that clever with the vision of, of reading situations. He, he's more of a, you'll see opportunities, he'll run forward. He can break through, he's got good athleticism. And yeah. He's not a bad finisher when he gets there. But we're just talking not even the same level uh, of what Firmino can do. So it's almost like taking Messi out of that group uh, of the Barcelona team and saying, you know, if Dembele plays, how much are we going to miss him? Of course you miss him because the whole... The rhythm and the movements of the front three become very different. It's just a whole different approach that Liverpool have to take. And because of that, it, it actually blunts some of the things of their biggest threats, those front three, when the opposition are attacking. Yeah, I thought Wayne Eldon, um, who's had a brilliant season as a midfield player, mm. couldn't affect the game. I don't think he knew, yeah. knew the role. I mean, so again, this is not... This is not hugely surprising because it's different for him. But I thought that was a real, you know, he just, he just, they were playing without that guy really. And and there's, I guess you could have played Naby Keita there. You know, he, he doesn't trust uh, Origi to start. Think we're, 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 I still think it's round peg in a square hole. Yeah, it is. I think Keita, any of them, if you put yeah. them in there, they're, they're not at that. The only one, the only way you may do it is if you decided for argument's sake. Uh, and Mane or Salah plays there, and you do something different, whether you bring in Shakiri or some, if he felt well, that way. To be fair, Rob, they've played more of a centre forward. Yeah, well, they've done that before. Sadio Mane has yeah, played as a striker. That, Salah to the right, and you could have played. played left side, didn't he? Yeah, yeah or, or Liga, or even Keita, yeah. and bring one out and back in the midfield. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I mean, that's a, that's a tough call. That was a big call the manager made. And also, yeah. Joe Gomez at right back, Rob, instead of Trent Alexander mm-hmm. Arnold. You know, we understand why Joe Gomez on his day, is a better natural yeah. defender than, than Alexander-Arnold. Mm. Um, I thought Joe Gomez looked a little rusty early on, came on to a game a little bit more in the second half. Um, and Fabinho was the other one. Just just like players that, that... Messi drops into that space around Fabinho. Now, Fabinho did okay, and he's done okay of late. I just didn't... I, I thought he struggled. I thought Fabinho struggled with the pace the trickery and I know most people would <clears throat> but yeah that was an area of the bar side thought levels, as well mate, aren't we? yeah I know I, I think I know. Where, where we're going to we're talking levels and Fabinho's done a good job and is building up to you know hopefully what's going to be a long-term Liverpool career where he can be influential but when you go to those very high levels when everything's not spot on you get caught out and, and Liverpool had spells where they had got possession where they moved the ball well where they, they started to cause uh, Barcelona some problems without Firmino in the team but there's those little times you say where you can't you almost got to go Barcelona and be perfect you can't have anyone yeah. who's not on top of the game you can't have any situation where we're not as good as we can be because this team will find you out and, and that's what they've got and we talked about you know are they good enough to win it again we see again today, we're not even at the best. We're maybe not dominating possession as they, as, as they used to. Mm. They've still got that threat. They can still test you. They can challenge you. They can push players where... Well, Angleton's had a brilliant season for Liverpool. But by advancing in 20 yards and then playing him in a role that's not his natural role, mm. you just don't get the best of him. I've got to say, Rob, um, I thought Liverpool in the game, just as a, as a, a bigger picture... I thought they were excellent, by the way. I thought yeah, they started totally. confidently. I thought they passed totally. the ball well. I thought they created opportunities. I thought they were even better in the second half as Barca went yeah. back to their, their new kind of 
not standard, but but ap- absolutely okay to be defensive now under this yeah. manager. They're, yeah. they're, this Barca is a little bit different, so we've got to we've got to realise that, realize yeah. that. It's, he's different now, and they're I mean they're so great yeah. on counter attack as well now that that that's it looks like their main main threat against good yeah. teams like Liverpool that can play. So I just think Liverpool, when you look at the scoreline three 0 that's really really harsh. And if I was to put yeah. it down to one defining moment in the game, I'll tell you exactly when I thought it was. So, of course, the goal from Luis Suarez comes in the 26th yeah. minute, I think it was. Um, yeah. And it's a quality goal, by the way. It's a brilliant, it's not, it's, it's a brilliant ball. ball. It's a great, fast, late run. It's a wonderful open his hips up and deflect it into the goal. It's a, yeah. it's a really good goal from Barcelona. And then nine minutes later, Sadio Mane had almost a very similar uh, situation with a brilliant yeah. ball yeah. in behind. And his contact takes it ball, over. Yeah. Now, that right there, at 1-1, Liverpool playing well, changes the game because Liverpool have the away goal. They haven't got to be so, you know, forthright, so attack-minded throughout the rest of the game to try and get that blimmin' important away goal. Still don't know whether this away goal thing... I just... It's it's so important. The value of the away goal is so huge. It's on everybody's mind right from the first whistle of the first game. And, of course, at 1-0 down, I'm thinking, yep, they've got to get a away goal, got to get a away goal. And in the second half, in trying to get that, they get caught on a counter-attack. But, but isn't 1-0 isn't <clears> defeat away at Barcelona the great result? Coming to Anfield... The only thing, Rob, Barca score... The yeah. But they get one goal. No, it's not. Because Barca... I guess I'm. Th- I guess it's all credit to them that the quality that they've got that you think they might yeah. score at Anfield, and then Liverpool have to mm. score three goals. You have to score three goals because they got the um, they'll have the away goal at Anfield. So, yeah, it's not an awful result, and it's like it's like two one, two one's really good for Liverpool. Yeah. Two one, yeah. just getting yeah. that blimmin' away goal that's yeah, so important, yeah. and, and Liverpool going for that, which I which I believe they should have done. They should have they they did try and go for it and got caught with those those couple of goals late in the second half. I just thought that that chance from from Mane. That's the one thing I wrote down at half time. Luis Suarez scored and Sadio Mane uh, didn't in similar opportunities, mm-hmm. and and I just wonder you know how different this whole tie would have been, and and maybe it's harsh, but Suarez run through. And he scored. Mare, uh, Mane went through and didn't. And, and, and that at this level, with this in- incredible quality player that both teams have got, can mean the difference. And then, of course, the, the quality of the counter-attacking and the little guy that's just ridiculously the mess. He takes over the second half in a couple of moments yeah. and, and puts the game at 3-0. It looks really difficult for Liverpool now, Rob. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I think a bit like you and maybe Liverpool fans who would be disappointed in the result, I think you've got to take away more than just the scoreline. I think there was a period, and people might say that, you know, as you say, Barcelona let you have the ball a little bit more now. Barcelona are not quite the same in, in the mould of, of the Peps Barcelona. But there was encouragement for a Liverpool side that probably weren't it sort of threatened us in all, in all opportunities. Firmino didn't play. And to the point, one of my notes I looked down, um, and it's interesting as Coutinho came off second half. Philip Coutinho wouldn't get in this Liverpool team, I don't think. <sighs> Liverpool's sure team at his best. Gets in this Liverpool team, yeah. as, as you might, you might squeeze him into that left side of midfield three, Rob. Mid- midfield, yeah. Goal, yeah, yeah. He's not getting the front yeah. three. He's not getting the no. front three. No, and and so that's that's credit to where they are, where they. Where they've yeah. got to, 
the little fella up front, uh, the messy fella, is just yeah. on another level. Oh, and, just you know, incredible. when we look at this time, we talked about Liverpool's intensity. They can go there. The away game was obviously going to be important to try and stay in it. If they could nick an away goal, obviously that was the thing. But I think we, we're both recognising it. You don't need to be a, a rocket scientist to say a couple of messy moments change, can change the whole tie. Yeah. And, and that's exactly where we got to, Rob. I mean, the free kick is oh, gosh. beyond anything you can dream about. From that distance, <sighs> to the keeper that quality, the, the calibre of the game, where the goal goes in, I mean, stop it. It, it do not really get any better than that. I mean, in that moment, in that size of game... <laughs> It's just, it's just unthinkable, it's Rob. I mean, we know. I mean, we we were we were, you know, mere mortal professional players, right? In, in, yeah, in, we didn't play the same game as this guy. We didn't play the same, but but what what, what point? Down, we wanted to tackle yeah. or two. We could, you know, affect the game and box the box. But we did. We we didn't have what this guy's got. But but also in playing in the league that we played in the Premier League and being around some good players. Mm. I never saw a player so consistently stick the ball with yeah, no yeah. practice, no pre, you know, no just going to whip it in yeah. the top corner. And we're seeing it all the yeah. time. I mean, it it really is absurd. And our and our listeners, some of some of our listeners may be newer newer football fans um, and fans to this sport. That's not normal, everybody. That that's not normal to for, for yeah. stick the ball down and just whip it in the top corner around the outside shoulder of the last man in the wall. It, I mean, it's just not. It's just not. And it's just you know, I I, I thought Rob, the Liverpool would get through this tie, and mm. I thought Liver. I thought Barca were a little different. I didn't think they were as great as previous Barca sides, and I thought that um, Lionel Messi who's almost, I think next month he turns 32, I thought Liverpool could snuff him. Snuff him out with numbers and make it hard for them. We know what defensively Liverpool have got so much better. That's the reason I thought Liverpool would get through. Mm. And I think I think everybody's just seen there that, that Messi's made me, you know, look, look ridiculous like an idiot. Don't write me off just yet, etc., etc. Yeah. We know he's a stunning player. But doing that today was, wow, was incredible. Do you know the other thing, Rob, as well, which I got from him? On the second goal, Monza, the third is a piece of yeah, football mm. brilliance that, that we can all record. The second goal, when he chases in, when he reacts better than any defender, and then the celebration on the second goal mm. told me a lot about this guy. He ain't done yet. He, he wants another <laughs> one, mate. And he's, he's still showing people that he's, 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 he's as good as he as he can. It's amazing that all that he's done, all that he's won, every moment oh, he's had, blimey. the sheer joy in him poking yeah. a goal and setting goal, knowing what that meant for his team, knowing what, I mean, that tells me about the inside of the guy. We talked about yeah. some digging deep and people being easy and we've looked at Man United players Absolutely. without me, you know, how much hunger and drive. Absolutely. This guy's got it all, mate. He thinks he's tomorrow, he's up there with the greatest of players ever. But the drive to get another one, the drive to get his team a goal, and then the celebrations with his teammates and the fans, just like, it was like, wow. We, we, we have slightly underestimated, not the ability, not the mm. moment, the hunger and desire right. still there, but it's part exactly. of the great players. That's his 600th goal for Barcelona tonight, Rob. And back to your desire yeah. point. The last kick of the game, I think, wasn't it? Where Dembele put the ball over from Messi sticking it on yeah, a plate for yeah. him and Messi heading head in the, head in the grass mm -hmm. for like uh, 20 seconds, like wanting yeah, to get that yeah. fourth goal to put it to bed. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're Make absolutely sure right. Yeah. Uh, th th that's why, 
you know, I can't imagine there's ever been a better footballer to play this game. And we, you know, we didn't see, well, I didn't see a lot of Pele growing up, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I saw Maradona, saw Jan Cruyff, saw Zinedine Zidane, saw a lot of others. I just can't imagine the skill, the ability, the vision, the awareness, the touch, the goals, the assists, the ability to take wax on his ankles all the way through his career and just jumps up and gets on with it. And the last point you just said, mental toughness and desire to win um, still shines through. It shines through. And those that talk about Argentina and not winning a World Cup, and that's holding him back from being regarded as the GOAT or whatever you want to say, um, it's just not for me. Argentina are not a great team. W what do you expect? He can't win a World Cup on his own. Um, I still, I just, I've said it for for years and years and years. What my eyes sh tell me, and I've watched this guy from when he was much, much younger, uh, when he started at Barcelona, it, it's it's ridiculous. And what he can do in every aspect of being a footballer and every aspect of this game. Yep. Certainly some messy love on a day like today. Let, let's yeah. just throw it forward, Rob, to... Mm. Next week at Anfield for Liverpool, can we can we find some hope? So, you know, Firmino possibly back, Trent Alexander back, maybe looking a bit more normal yep. shape. It is. Yeah. If an early goal goes in in the yep. first fifteen twenty minutes, we get a little something going. Is it possible? I mean, stopping that yeah. scoring might be more important than how many yeah. Liverpool get. Yeah, um, it's still possible. It's still possible. Unlikely, yeah. of course, but but. This Liverpool team, and I, f it feel f I feel so bad for them, and I feel bad for their fans because they've done so great, even last year, to the final of the Champions League. This season, in the league campaign, they're gonna, they could finish with 97 and not win it. They played so well. They played so well, and I know it's about goals, and I know it's about individual moments, and yes, Barcelona did, made those today, but they played so well. They still have a chance, Robbie Earl. They still have a chance yeah. at Anfield. Absolutely. An early goal, that insane crowd, that, that, that stadium, the atmosphere, this team... Uh, it's, uh, it's best probably everybody fit and available, I would imagine, next week, can, can absolutely give them a scare. An early goal, th you talk about being perfect, uh, time's up by 10. They've got to be immaculate yeah. at home. Yeah. They've got to close down Messi. They've got to be safe in their attacking. They can't allow any counter-attacks because an away goal from Barca, you know, then, then you're into no-chance material. But there's still a shot with an early goal and a, and a, and a ridiculous, outstanding night which with this team, with this manager yeah. at Anfield, it's not out of the realm. It's just not. And, and I've got to say, I, just, I thought the game, I just love it. It's like we, we, we played, yeah. we watch, we talk about it, Rob. And, and this is why we're in this game. This is why we love it. Forget about anything else, about podcasts or NBC Sports. It's just a joy mm -hmm. to watch a game like that today. And it, at Anfield next week, it's going to be the same. You're going to, it's going to, I'm going Absolutely. to love it. And we've, got, we've, going got to love a, it. we've got a great game, whatever happens. I'm, yeah. We've got a great game, whatever, whatever happens. And we'll look forward to it. And if, listen, if a goal goes in with 15 or 20 minutes on that clock, it yes. is on. Anfield will go crazy. And we can just get another test of what Barcelona are about. And can they, can they take yeah. that, that Liverpool charge that we, we know will come? Just quickly, Rob, before we, we move off on, on this one. So I want to change tack for a little bit because now Liverpool have to dust themselves down on Saturday afternoon. They go to Newcastle yes. United, Rafa Benitez, um, Newcastle United, who we know always well set up, good discipline, good defensive shape, 2.45 p.m. Eastern yeah. time on NBC. And Newcastle hosts Liverpool. Liverpool have to win this one to keep mm. it going down to, to the last day. Does this affect them in any way, mentally more than physically, I would suggest? 
I don't think, I, yeah, I don't think mentally it affects them. I think there's such a tough group. There's so many leaders there. Wh wherever you look, right, right through the field, there's leaders. I think the manager makes sure mentally they'll be they'll be right for it. May I mean in, important players? I guess yeah. rested. Firmino didn't didn't start, of course. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Jordan, Jordan Henderson came off at Henderson. Not yeah, so so, so there can be a little bit of switching around, and mm. I, I I still think it depends on 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 Firmino. If Firmino, you know, is okay, is he's if he's okay yeah. to start the weekend, I think they win the game, Rob. I just do. Mm. I, I I just don't think they want to have any like, regrets. Yeah. I don't have any regrets about anything with this Premier League title run, and they want to win all these three games now and just wait and see what Manchester City are, are going to do. What do you think, Rob? Do you think there's any any other fallout that that, that I'm not reading there? Uh, no, I think it's one of those games where the sooner they get the, the first goal, yeah. the better. I think it's yeah. one of those where Rafa's team can set up, can get, you know, bank of five, really, three centre-backs in, in Richie and, and Mankio or Yedlin is, is retired at the back. You'll have four midfield getting up to Rondon. And we've got a little bit of something going recently. Form's been, been a lot better, scoring a few more goals. So it's a test, and, and, and I, I just think Liverpool will have too much with the amount mm. of quality they've got in attack, but the more that Raph, they can keep it nil-nil or, or certainly if they nick a goal, the more they believe Newcastle. And they can be just a difficult team to, to play. They're just like a pain in the backside team. The moment you can get your one or two goals up, you can relax, maybe enjoy just a little bit more possession and, and, and get the job done. So a bit like you, I think they'll get it done. I, I just think it might be a little bit nervy early on. It might not quite go to plan. Might not quite be as sharp as, as they'd like out of the blocks and, and might have to have a little bit of patience to, yeah. to get that job done. Just quickly yeah. as well, I just want to mention before we take a break for which my sponsors, um, over the weekend, the, the two big awards were given out, the PFA Player of the Year. Went to Virgil van Dijk. I still think we've got any real argument on yeah. that in terms of what he's done, what he's done at this football club. Only the first defenders to get the award since John Terry in season 204-205 under Mourinho. Um, no problem with that tonight, although I didn't think he had his greatest day tonight, Rob, against mm. Barcelona. Yeah, I thought Joel Matip played really well today. Yeah, he difficult. Did actually, yeah. I mean, Luis Suarez is such a pest, and he's such a difficult player right. um, to get. He's got his first goal. Brilliant. I was first just goal. on that one, Rob. So yeah. just before, I just want to get you. Were you okay with this uh, Suarez celebration thing? Because it sort of Twitter blew up a mm. little bit. People mm. saying, oh, he's, he's disrespected yeah. and he shouldn't celebrate yeah. in that manner. Yeah. I actually, I actually with him a little bit actually. Yeah, Rob, I, I was a little mm. bit surprised. I mean, I, well, it was a bit over the top. A bit over the top. A bit, a bit more muted would have been a bit more, more classy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I did think that a little bit. I mean, wow, he's he's mm. flipping. I mean, did great for Liverpool, but then of course he wanted to yeah. leave and he I left them. Winning the title, didn't they? Yeah, with, with yeah. So I thought I thought it was a little. And just something else I thought about Rob before we move on from the game. Um, yeah. Mo Salah's shot at the end hit the post. Could have been 3-1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> big chance, Just, isn't it? Big, wow, it's a, it's a good moment, chance. It's a big yeah. moment, isn't it? It's right foot, but he, sh he yeah, still should have yeah. scored. There was a, I think there's players on the line. Maybe he's trying to, to, trying yeah, to squeeze it in there. players put them off, yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's a Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, um, no problems at all. Mm. Brilliant season. Made a huge, a huge difference to his team. Uh, you know, if you if you want to put it on a player making the biggest difference to their team, then that certainly is the yeah. case. I mean, if Man City go on and win the title, 
Um, you know, Ryan Sterling would, would probably be the one yeah. that people might have gone for. Um, but no, I, he's been absolutely fantastic. The, the, in all areas of the game, we did a little analysis, Rob, didn't we, last weekend about aerials, mm. passing, speed, timing, positional play. You know, he's it, it, been immense. So I have no problems with that whatsoever from the um, Professional Football Association. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, $100 million, people that were a bit surprised. I think if you sold him now, you'd make money on that. He's been yeah. that good. The young yeah. player of the year, you mentioned him, it's Raheem, yeah. Raheem Sterling got that one, obviously, former Liverpool player. And, and night and day from the player, actually, we saw at Liverpool, who showed lots of promise, but you weren't sure if the end product was going to come. Mm. Just looks to me, Rob, like he's taking a huge step forward in terms of what's happening on the football pitch, what's happening between his head, he, 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 his professionalism on the pitch just kind of looks a different player now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, PFA Young Player of the Year and the Football Writers Association Football of the Year. And the Football Writers, you know, that's, <clears throat> that's a little different. They have a little bit more yeah. uh, scope yeah. on, on what a player does off the football pitch and affecting the yeah, game. And broader, that, it's a broader award. It's a broader award. Yeah. And, and with that mm. being said, Raheem Sterling, of course, you know, what he's trying to do with with some of this awful kind of racism we've seen in the game in yeah. different countries. He stepped forward and he spoke out and to be absolutely credited for that. And, and that's um, as part of having a brilliant season as well. It's like you said, he's improved as a footballer in, in all regards of his that final attacking um, third place. So that's absolutely great. And, and I totally agree with that. The only thing I'd say, Rob, on this, and um, <clears throat> it's a note that our producer wanted us to talk about real quick. The award, 23 years and under. It, it, it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's ridiculous oh, now, Rob. Yeah. Cha- they got to change that now. I mean, maybe years and years and years ago when it was maybe harder mm-hmm. to come through. This is crazy. They got to bring the age down to someone like twenty-one or twenty or have it twenty-one, you know, twenty-one and under feels right. Yeah, or, or, or even something different. Player. Or even different, Rob. Like your, your first season in the Premier League. I mean, I think of um, yeah. You know, maybe not uh, David Brooks, somebody like that, who's who's yeah, burst Declan onto the Knight, scene. Exactly, somebody that's just like a breakout, yeah. a breakout season. Yeah. That's what the award's mm-hmm. designed for. Not, not. I mean, it could have been many. Well, Sterling really... could have won the PFA Player of the Year, couldn't he? He was in both categories. Yeah. You know, because of he, he, he's where he was. Whereas, like you say, Brooks or uh, and Rice or those kind of kind of players, you know, Callum Hudson the door, or, or yeah. Loftus Cheek, you know, that, yeah. Type of play, you could say, well, yeah, you know, he's coming to the team. He's still only, yep, like yeah, Phil Foden, Phil Foden, Rob, something like that. Yeah, that's bursting yeah, into the scene as a young, like a teenager, yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm happy with being yeah, a teenager. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's yeah, the maybe that's for the PFA. Maybe next time go England, we're going to have a, a meeting with Gordon Taylor in the PFA. See if we can sort that out. Oh, we totally. actually, what we should do, Paul, give a two Robbies award, mate, to the young player. We should have a breakout star. We should create our own award. We should. Maybe next, that's next the way, time. Maybe that's the way forward. Listen, mate, we're going to take a break for a, a little read from our sponsors. When we get back, we'll talk about Spurs against Ajax in the new stadium. Not quite going to plan for Pochettino and his men. We'll be back right after this. There are three things every homeowner wants their home to be. Smarter, safer and more fun. What if I told you one link by First Alert has you covered? First, meet your family's new best friend. The one leak's safer and sound. A hardwired smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with a premium home speaker and Alexa-enabled all-in-one sleek device. Built with First Alert safety technology and providing an immersive, great sound experience, the safe and sound elevates any home. But it gets better. One Link by First Alert also offers the One Link smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm that work with the One Link safe and sound. 
The device is easy to install and protects against both smoke and carbon monoxide. If smoke or CO is detected in the home, the smart alarm will notify you via exclusive voice and location technology and send a notification to your smartphone, whether home or away. A smart home should start with smart protection and OneLink by First Alert welcomes you to a smarter, safer home. Visit onelink.firstalert.com for more information. Okay, Robbie Earl. So, well, the other game, the other semi-final, um, played on the yeah. Tuesday. Um, Spurs nil, Ajax won. The first thing I want to say um, is the stadium, Rob. Um, we'll get into the football in a second, but I thought yeah. the new stadium, packed out, great atmosphere. I just thought it looked tremendous as a as a stadium, as an occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's great. It took a long time to get into the stadium, but I think right now being in it... Um, is going to give them a boost. They didn't get it in this game, but I just thought that the stadium looked looked a special venue on a night like the Champions League semi-final. I thought it looked great. Yeah, and I think the thing, what, what you're saying, Rob, it's made for Champions League football. Yeah. It's made yeah. for top yeah. European football nights, and that's why it's so important that Spurs, whether they get through in, in the Champions League or obviously finishing the top four, which is very much in their hands now, Still, you know, still got a little bit of work to do on that. They've got to make sure Champions League football's in that new stadium come next season, mm. and Pochettino and his man can still be looking to um, to move forward. Let's um, talk about the game, Robbie Musto, because Ooh, I thought it was a yes. fascinating match, fascinating game. Two two teams who want to play the right way. I have to say, I was excited to watch Ajax because I've seen yeah. bits of games against the Madrid's and Juventus where they've done well. And and now I want to steal. Uh, a phrase, Robbie Muster, from, from some great old English TV that, that you'll remember. I want to take a line from Scooby-Doo <laughs> and just say, those pesky kids. Remember that <laughs> line? I mean, Ajax came for 20 minutes, Musty, and oh, I was like, what? Oh, yeah. what, what? It was like, oh. do they know they're in the semi-finals of the Champions League? Do they know they're in Spurs' new stadium? Do they know the possession the movement, the mm. confidence, the tactical understanding. I thought they blew Spurs away, Rob. They, mm. they mm. took the game from Spurs in the first 20, 20 minutes or so to the point where I, I was just shocked, to be honest, at the, at the quality. Maybe I shouldn't be. We've seen a few goals. We've read enough. We've seen some highlights. But just the control of the game at that level was like, wow. Yeah, I, th- I think we should take this game like, chronologically through and the first 20 minutes was like wow in, in terms yeah. of people watching that game maybe some young players and all that and young fans yeah. of the game the passing the movement but most importantly the decision making on the ball yeah when to play first time when to play two touch maneuvering the ball out, out of trouble showing for your teammates getting between lines i mean it was just like a joy to watch rob a joy to watch um you know where, wherever you looked a little bit deeper uh, Frankie de Jong, of course, but Donny van der Beek um, in the yeah. number 10 position I I, I, grabbed my eye. We know he got the goal from a, yeah. a lovely yeah. piece of football, a brilliant through ball where he controls it and has all the time in the world to score. But but him particularly, Zayich on that right, the right-hand side. And Neres, another 22-year-old, David Neres, playing yeah. on the left-hand side. Um, Lassachan is, is an older kind of guy, but a lovely footballer playing alongside Frank de Jong. So that that's that was what was enjoyable, and and we do this job, Rob, and we're not. 
in any way, well, I'm not anyway, I know I'm not, in any way biased towards the Premier League sides or Spurs or no. Arsenal or Liverpool or Man United. Good I love good football. good football. I love good football. And I love to see the better teams, best teams win and, and things like that. Mm. Uh, and I know maybe some of our listeners don't want to hear that when I'm talking about Spurs and English Premier League side in the semi-final of the Champions League. But for those 20 minutes... I'm sitting there thinking, wow. I'm kind of clapping. I'm yeah. like, wow, this yeah. this is pretty special, the way these yeah. the guys are playing. But, Robbie Earl, they didn't have all their own way. And after that first no. 25 minutes or so, you know, Spurs yeah. through system change. They start with three at the back with Trippier and Danny Rose mm-hmm. as wingbacks. Victor Wanyama played the holding role. Yeah, of course, it's lots of big players out. And that's one of my thoughts is like, wow, what a shame that given this environment yeah. and given this young Ajax team, that it wasn't the real Spurs. It wasn't the full Spurs. And again, no. I get that the, the teams in this situation at this point in the competition do have injuries. But to, to have Sun not available, Harry Kane not available, Harry Winks yeah. uh, in the midfield as well, Musa Soko that came on and changed the game mm. wasn't fit yeah. enough. He, had, he was an injury doubt mm. and he started from the bench knowing yeah, that he'd come on. Yeah, they didn't want to use him, yeah. Hmm. Isn't it a shame, Rob, that it wasn't the, the real yeah, full Spurs? It, it, it wasn't Spurs at the very best. We saw glimpses of Ajax, I think, at the very best, or certainly impressive to me. And you're right. And I just want to point to something. So Pochettino made a big point about it, Rob, that, that Spurs played West Ham at the weekend when Ajax had a weekend off. Mm. He was a little upset about yeah. Spurs not being able to play with their intensity and the energy. And he said he felt it a little bit in, in the dressing room. I mean... Can English football, you talked about it, we want to see the best football, the best teams. Can English football help no. our Premier League team? They won't. Team? They, they, they can, Robbie. Of course they can, but they won't. Yeah, yeah. They won't. It's all about the Premier League. And, and, so, and you've so, got to... so on, on a night, yeah, on a night like Tuesday night when we didn't see the best of Spurs, they've got injuries anyway, you yep. didn't have their real legs when they play at their very best. We, we're... we're English football's actually hurting itself then, isn't it? Yeah. In, in it, that it, well, I had, it, I had to come into it free or sharper and join the game for 20 minutes set the tone. Spurs looked tired. Obviously, the, the, the defeat against West Ham doesn't help. But, you know, play short of some of their star players, etc., etc. So, English, the English FA or the Premier League, what you're saying, is almost yeah. going, well... We don't care. We too much about UEFA. We don't care. No, we don't care. They're mad. Yeah. But we we do as football fans, Spurs fans do as Spurs fans, we should be trying to do the best thing for English English football that that gives them the best chance of making it through to Champions League finals. And you have to think that English teams from the Premier League doing great things in the Champions League adds to the yeah. appeal internationally of the Premier League. But But it's the TV companies in the UK, Rob, that select their games... And they ain't bothered. They're not bothered. They're thinking about what's the best game to put on TV to get the highest ratings, etc., etc. And if it means that Spurs don't have a you know a four or five day break or even more, it's less yeah. than that. They don't really care because the game that they pull out for TV, uh, you know, before and after this game is what is predominantly important in their mind for their competition. So, you know, it, it's different in different countries, Rob. The, the TV money that comes into the Premier League is an insane amount of money and also international rights as well money. So so you know, those TV companies will say, well, hang on a minute, we pay a fortune. We pay a huge amount of money to these football clubs. We we have a right, a real important say about when they're going to play some of the games. So I don't disagree with you, Rob. I'm just trying to make the point mm-hmm. that I just don't yeah, think no, it's, it's ever going to change. Point. But I, I just think if I'm if I'm one of these TV channels and, and you say a lot of the UK channel, 
TV who do pay a fortune, billions of dollars to get the rights. And if mm. I've got, some of them have Premier League and Champions League. If you if you get Liverpool or Spurs in Champions League, time, it's well known. Brit, maybe apart from Barcelona and Real Madrid, the Brit, the British English teams bring huge numbers in terms of TV numbers mm. and and the whole thing that they add to 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 a, a Champions League semi final or final. So surely mm. you'd want to, you'd want that as a TV company. I'd love to get a, a Liverpool in a final or a Spurs in a final or Man United in a final because mm. look what that guarantees you. Mm. I know, I know it does. I, but well, it's just maybe I it's just a way. Yeah. Next time we go to England, we, we've got to go to the PFA and we'll go to the <laughs> Premier League. We, we've got a few meetings lined up this summer. Yeah. Just but, um, listen, that, and that wasn't the only reason, and that maybe takes some, a little bit away from my act. They, they were they were excellent in the ball, but as you say, Spurs changed the system, got a bit of a well. Let's go through old, old back in the game. Yeah, yeah. So chronologically, Robbie, so. Of course, they get the great goal, Jax. They yeah. there's a tremendous goal. I think on the 15th minute, yeah. um, Van der Beek goes through and scores. Mm. Now, 35th minute, uh, Jan Vertonghen collides yeah. with what? Well, what is it? Was it well, uh, the was Alderweireld and the goalkeeper? Anana, the goalkeeper. Yeah, that's goalkeeper. Um, and he's, 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 you can see from the slow motion, he gets whacked right yeah. in the front of his yeah. face, his nose and his teeth, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and goes down with blood everywhere. And it looked like he was in a pretty bad state. Now, yeah. of course, he goes off the field after treatment. Um, he doesn't look good. Now, uh, uh, the reports have said that, that the full concussion protocol, whatever it is, um, yeah. that he passed those those tests and the... Um, you know, the, the, the doctors are there to check him out fully. And Okay, can I stop you there? Yes, Bob? yeah, totally stop me. Let's just take this as well. So... I thought I didn't believe those tests. I thought you had to go somewhere like down the tunnel to do these tests. There were a way somewhere you, you go to an independent or something doctor and you wow. go through the, the testing. This seemed like it was the club doctor, yeah. the physio, yeah. having yeah. a chat, wiping his nose, patting him on the head and saying, no, nah, he's okay. That didn't seem like what I believe was the protocol. I thought the protocol was almost where you have to go to down the tunnel, you go through the certain procedures, if you ask questions, and he makes that call for the club. Yeah. It uh, didn't I, seem like it was, a, it, it was a proper procedure to me, Rob. It looked like Spurs' medical team kind of figuring out how they could get him back on the pitch. Listen, there's, there's, there's serious, uh, several issues here. I, I don't, I'm not sure what the, 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 the correct protocol is yeah, from Premier League to UEFA competition to now. FIFA but yeah. there's so many different governing bodies Rob I, I'll be honest I don't even I'm not sure what what it is for each competition you know whether it's an independent doctor I mean it, it, yeah. this is this is this is typical with, with governing bodies that that there's, there's different ones that we don't you know, please give us the rules give us the protocols yeah, give us yeah, the, a massive yeah. document whatever you because because there's so much gray area uh, and whatever the case there's no way he, the way that he looked, that he should have gone back on that field of play. And of course, he lasts hardly any amount of time. And the poor, poor player looked in a bad way. And it's disturbing and it's horrible. I um, mean, these bodies you're talking about, whether it's the FA, the, the, the Premier League, UEFA, whichever body is, is governing bodies running the game, they have a responsibility to the players, Rob. And this responsibility is if not being ignored, is it, just being violated in a way where, I mean, that looked bad for Jan Vertonghen last night. That, that's we, as bad as I've seen. We, we've seen bad words in the, 
in the Premier League as well, Rob. Let's be honest about this. This isn't this yeah, isn't great in the no, Premier League. I'm saying no, exactly. And I put the Premier League in there. We don't know the protocol. It looks to me like people flaunt the rules of the protocol a little bit. Somebody asks him, put some fingers up. Somebody puts, you know, does the finger, moves the finger across his eyes, and they say, oh, he looks okay. He's fine. And they say, you're okay. And no, as most football, you say, yeah, I'm fine. But the whole decision should be a taken away from the player and b taken away from the medical staff yeah, the and the football club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. It should be an independent guy who goes there and goes, "He's not good. He's coming off." Now I know there was talk about whether you can put on a sub during the while the uh, concussion yeah. procedure goes on. That's been mentioned. Or it's a great, it's a good idea, isn't it, Rob? It's a good idea. I mean, isn't it simple as as simple as yeah. allowing a sub to come on a temporary sub and having an independent doctor to pull the player away for maybe five minutes to do a proper assessment? Is that not just a simple solution? Absolutely, and, and we're talking about Rob, and, and we didn't in England. We we talked about you know the macho get bang on your head, oh, put you know put a bit of ice on it, spray the spray, and, yeah. and get up. We've yeah. seen in in soccer, football over in the, in the US, but certainly in the, in the NFL, what the concussions and the, and the consequences of what that yeah. can, can be later on in life. Mm. This is something to us that, that you know at some point we players and the players' union need to be saying, hold on a minute, these, yeah. these, these are athletes who are not yes. being protected. Yes, and, and well, that's back to the PFA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So that that was shocking. That that was that was shocking yeah. moment in the yeah. game, an, an upsetting but, yeah. moment in the game. But um, but what happened on the back of that was Musa Soko Rob, who wasn't seen as fit enough to start the game, came into the yeah. match, came into midfield. We had we had a couple of system changes. I think it was four four three two one initially. Then when yeah. Soko comes on, it was a four four two diamond. And Musa Soko was excellent in breaking, bringing that physicality, which which just Unnerve those yeah, Ajax players in midfield. All of us, oh, so I know. In I know. Twelve months. Yeah, wow. yeah, absolutely. I thought he. So he he looked much better, and they were better with four yeah. in the back, um, yeah. much fit better in the second half. Rob and, and looking more physical, not allowing Ajax to stroll the, to knock the ball around so well. Ajax couldn't get back on their their real mm. control with possession, and, and were happy yeah. enough in the second half to kind of sit mm. back behind the ball um, and just try and see it out. But it, it was. I don't know. It's, it's strange how the game changed so much on the back of Musa Soko. System change. I mean, you didn't yeah. want it to happen with the Young Patong and one of your best defenders are actually in the league to go off. But they were much yeah. better with him in the middle of the park. A little bit. Uh, you're right. The shape was better. The, the fall was better. Yeah. I think the loss of the loss of Son and Kane becomes yeah. apparent when you go to that level. Yeah. Uh, Urente tries hard. He's had a couple of big moments. But yeah. it's, it's just a different player. doesn't see, you know... The, just the linking plays and the movement looks different when he's there. Lucas Moura is. I think he did okay. He's one of the better players, Rob. And, and did okay, yeah, but he's not son, is he? He's not, he doesn't mm. give you that threat, that energy, that quality that you, that you get from Kane and son. Deli Alley, Robbie Earl. Mm, I've got, I've got, yeah, he's on my list. Go on then, because. It's not, it's not, it's not the good list. Yeah, well, what's going on with him, Rob? Deli Alley, Put him against Van der Beek, put him against mm. uh, De Jong, somebody similar age, similar, you know, they've probably been come up a different method in terms of schooling and, and coaching. Deli Alley looked a level below some of the Ajax players uh, on Tuesday night, I thought. I thought he was really disappointed. And I don't, I don't quite know why. His form's been a little bit up and down. He hasn't really hit a strong spell where he, we've seen goals and him on top of his game and... I don't know. I don't. I can't quite put my finger on it because I'm thinking here's a good night when you know 
similar quality players, an English player and, and players playing in the Ajax team, can sort of go toe to toe and show us how good they are. He's he's affecting games less in, in the manner that makes him a different class. The runs beyond the touch and, and, and the interplay, the clever combinations around the box. It's all gone a little bit. Well, let me say when I say let's just make the comparison and, and not into football. But the hunger of Lionel Messi and the hunger of Deli Alley look to look poles mm. apart. Well, you yeah, you've just got to a point that I wanted to get to quick with it because. He burst onto the scene, Robbie. He got 10 goals in the 2015-2016 season with Spurs. His first season uh, after uh, MK Dons, of course. The season after that, right? 16-17 season, 18 Premier League goals. Last season, nine. This season, five. And he has become a big star of the game. You know, he's in the national team. He's become a big star star, in the Premier League. And we know he's he's into all the social media stuff. Um... And the celebrity of it all, and the fashion behind it all, which is all Do great. You, not got a problem. With but but no, I ain't got a problem with that. But when yeah. some when a player's form dips, mm-hmm. then people will ask yeah. the question, and I'm asking Correct. it right now, Correct. as that yeah. side of it, the fame side of it, the 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 stardom side of it, the the mm-hmm. the adulation side of it over the last two or three years, is it just took his eye off the ball or took his desire away a smidgen, like you just said with Lionel Messi? Mm. Um. I don't know would be the answer. I'd like to think not. I know a little bit about him coming through the MK Don system where he was seen as this sort of kid with a bit of an attitude, which was great. with was a bit of street fire, bought something different, um, was brought by Spurs loan back to MK Don's, continued to keep his head down and perform really well. As you said, coming to Spurs and has been a breath of fresh air, really, in, in, in what he's done, got himself to a national position. Um has he got a stage where some of that is affecting him? Who knows? I mean, you'd have to be close to him to understand that. I, I, I tend to think his background and where he's from and what he, he's come through, should, should, that shouldn't happen to him. Um, I just, it looks to me more like, not his focus, he's, I don't know, once you prove yourself, once you think, we all get to say, do I like it? You get, you know, I got to the Premier League like, like 25 years of age. I, I, I wasn't going back. I was there to prove myself and get a career. He's probably got to that first stage where he's signed a big contract. He, he's, like you say, he's a national thing. He's got some sponsorship deals. He, he's, he's, he's a bit of a face um, in, in social media and that. I think softened him a little bit. Let, let me say this, Rob. Soften, yeah, I mean, so can you remember a couple of years ago where he was nasty, by the way? He had a fire yeah, in his yeah. belly and he got into yeah, a lot of fights yeah. and he crossed the line. Yeah. He was nasty. And, and, we, and, and people would say he's got to learn to kind of quell that a little bit. Yeah, is, there any, yeah. is there any link in that where he has quelled that? He's not, he ain't, got, he ain't the same nasty player. Maybe he, it's well, like, he's like, I was Every midfield player. Well, he hasn't got it now, has he? He's not been as nasty, has he? He's not. Well, he's he not. hasn't shown it now. I don't think he's gone totally. He hasn't shown it. And, and I don't know if that comes in mind. I don't know, Robbie, is he starting to get to the age, and I, I remember it as a player, where you can take it, start taking it a little bit for granted, where you start getting. And I, I remember in my own career, you start thinking, oh, I'm a bit of a player now. I'm, I've got, you know, I'm going to play every week. You know, the money's coming in. I've got a good lifestyle. I've got, you know that bit when you have to sometimes remind yourself, hold on a minute, you mm. need to get back to what you're doing, training hard again. And as you say, maybe if it, if it means 
not doing the odd endorsement or not doing the odd sponsorship photos, sweating and all that one week because you need to just get your head back yeah. on your football because that's the most important thing. Yeah. You've got to have good people around you to do that, good agents, good family who, who keep you grounded, who keep you driven. Mm. Listen, we, I, I just think that happens, Rob. I, I can't remember my own career one, one time you start thinking, you know, and I had to get older myself, calm down and, and get back training because that's, mm. that's what got me where I was going to get to and, and kept me there. I just think that can happen. And maybe a manager like Pochettino, I believe, talks to the players, not just about their football, but their life and what they um growing them as people. It might be the kind of conversation a manager's having with him that just sort of making sure that mm. the most important things are the football. The Raheem Sterling thing, Robert, I think will be a great example, where you used to wonder whether, you know, look at him and as good a football as he was, you used to think, well... You know, with the social media, with the other things, and you, mm. you see him now as a focused professional, and mm. he's, he's well, he could have been PFA Player of the Year. Mm. Another player, Rob, just just quickly, Christian Eriksen is still uh, another one that struggled to have an influence. Yeah. And, and my, my kind of the takeaway thing, Rob, the takeaway thing from Spurs okay. is uh, they look tired. They're beat up. Yeah, they did. The squads, the squads been stretched. They've got these injuries. Yeah. Is that is yeah. that basically the reason why we, you know, we didn't get a result that maybe others expected? I mean, I I fancied Ajax to go through because yeah. of what they've yeah. done and some of the football they played. I thought, wow, they're they're in great shape. They have no injury issues. You know, they they would be my favourite to go through. Yeah. Is it, is it as simple as that for Spurs, Rob? Or is there more to it than, than, than looking, they look like a beat-up team that's kind of limping along with the amount of games with, I, I with think, the, I think the small squad? That and the people, the people who are not available, Rob. I think, yeah. yeah. Days like, like Tuesday night, Harry Kane might find you two goals off. He's a yeah. big player. He, yeah. he, he attracts things, balls in the box. So, you know, Sun's ability to knit something together might get somebody in or create a chance or, or open something up. I just think we, it's a consequence of the squad that, Flat out, as you said, a little bit exhausted, mm. uh, lost a bit of quality, and they couldn't. They have probably lost a little bit of the sparkle right now. They've lost a little bit of that spirit sparkle, and that's what makes them different. They're, they're a bit like Liverpool, I would think, with energy and intensity. Spurs can play at a level that can cause most top teams a problem. But if just, once, once that's not there, that takes a big part of the game away. Yeah, I just just kind of summing up, getting to the end of the game now. Uh, David Nares yeah. hit the post to make it two nil, yeah. um, which would have been very difficult yeah. on on Spurs. Just looking forward, Rob, for next week. Mm-hmm. What do we think the Spurs' chances are? I mean, it's only one nil, by the way. This you know, this only isn't a huge yeah. scoreline. Comes back, Rob. Son comes back. Human, yeah, he comes back. Oh. I mean, yeah. they they're still in this tie, aren't they? Son and Lucas Moore were the front two with, with Spurs back focus energised. Mm. I assume Sissoko will be better for weeks training and unnerving through. Um, it's, they're still in it. Right? And they, they, they've actually got still a good chance of getting through. They scored the first goal. Two, yeah. a 2 1, uh, two one lead over there would be, would be brilliant for them. Puts a lot of pressure on Ajax to actually have to open up. And if you open up against Spurs and, and they've got some of the better players out there, they mm. can score goals. So I certainly ain't going to write them off on this. I still, I still think this one's in the balance. I mean, mm. I actually want to control the game, control possession, and, 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 and um, tactically be on top of the game. But mm. no, I, I think still think this one's in the balance, mate. So our predictions were: I had Ajax going through and Liverpool going through. You had the yeah. exact opposite, didn't you? So. 
Any anything yeah. changed on that? It looks like it looks like my Liverpool prediction is struggling more than your um, Spurs it's, one. It's tougher. Yeah. Yeah. But um, other, than, other than that, no, you're I'm, happy. I'm, your I'm picks. Good where, I'm good where I am. I said the little man might cause a bit of magic that, that I just think you can't legislate for. Yeah. It's proven. It did. Yeah. It and, did. Yeah. Um, the, the Ajax game, I mean, I still think Spurs are, have, have got a shower. I think if, mm. if they can score, if they can learn lessons, if they, you know, they came out of it 1-0. Could have easily been 2, as you say, with the Neves shot that hits the post. 2-0, yeah. I think, gives them a lot to do. So, no, I think it's another great game in store, mate. And, and listen, we want to see good football. I'd like to see Spurs bring their A game or, or closer to their A game because I think that becomes a, a much better and, and bigger test for Ajax. And, Pochettino and his men on out of this one, mate. So we'll, we'll look forward to that one next week. Rob, just, just before we move on from Spurs, just before we yeah. move on from Spurs, Bournemouth away on Saturday okay. for early game. Is this going to, you know, yeah. the tiredness, mm-hmm. is this, could this risk Spurs' as top four? They're just two points ahead well, of fourth place yeah, right now. Sony at the moment. Nah, I think they can go Bournemouth. Bournemouth a, can be, and I know Eddie Howe seems to play good football and, and when they're playing well, they're well, but it's not the fiercest of places to go. It's not, the worst journey for them to take. I know it's early Saturday, but then they get a bit of time to to, to prepare for, for the midweek. So, Spurs, if they play anything to, to potential, should be good enough to, to yeah. win that game. Um, again, it's one of those if he starts badly and, and they don't they don't pick themselves up, then, then it could be difficult. Mm. But I expect mm. them to get three points from that, mate, and, and then get themselves focused on a huge night of European football. Okay, just before we wrap up the podcast, my friend, um, let's quickly yeah. look ahead. Title race. We've already talked about Newcastle and Liverpool, and I both think we both agree yeah. that they are good. Liverpool will go there and find a way with a few changes to get the victory. Yeah. Monday, May the sixth, Manchester City versus Leicester City, uh, yeah. three p.m. Eastern time on NBCSN. Any reason to doubt City taking all three points against Leicester, Rob? Quick preview. No. No, because it'll be a football game. It'll be a good game of football. Brendan Rodgers doing a good job with the Leicester team. We've seen Vardy scoring goals like Tillerman and Barnes and Madison and, and all these young players. And Didi, that, that, I think you did a piece, uh, a note on the team sheet the other week. There was like mm. 22 and under. Yeah, there was like seven or eight across yeah. the squad. Ridiculous. I mean, yeah. great to look forward for Leicester. But I just think if you come to the game to play football with Manchester City, City's football will beat you. Yeah. And, you know, but Burnley try to do a different tactic, mess them up a little bit, go a bit longer, make a little bit dangerous. And for 45 minutes, game they go. I just think that quality will be too much. I think you've got a little bit more feeling like Leicester might be just offer a little bit of a different challenge. Well, I, the thing with City, Rob, and this is what I think about Manchester City this season, particularly when you look at who they've lost. They've lost four games, Newcastle, Leicester, mm. Crystal Palace, and then Chelsea. Yeah. So three teams you'd never expect them. If Man City, a, a one or two players, have a bad day, they stand on the ball, they give the ball away, they get caught dwelling on the ball, there's a quick turnover, they can concede goals. They can. Leicester City have already beat them at home 2-1 this season. Uh, I, think it was, I think it was Boxing Day they played them and lost. So, yeah, they played so, Leicester Palace and, and lost the two games, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. So um, all, all I'm saying is I agree with you. I mean, particularly as Man City have had a lovely, lovely long rest. I think just yeah. over a week's rest yeah. for this game. Most of the, the, the main guys are fit and available. I'm not sure about Fernandinho. I'm not sure about um, mm. uh, Kevin De, uh, De Bruyne is probably out. Yeah. So, yeah, it all points with an open game. I would just say that the way this doesn't and the way they drop points is if one or two players make some mistakes because mistakes kill City because they're all about... Mm 
trusting each other in possession. That it, it, when, whenever there's a mistake, they give the ball away, a bad pass or a tackle or an interception, they are in panic stations. So we don't often see that, but we have seen it. They've mm. lost four games and three of those games against teams that you'd never expect it. So that's why there should be, you know, encouragement or even hope from Liverpool that, that City are not done and dusted yet. I tend to agree. Um, there is a chance that they can drop points in this game. Yeah, well, two big games for Liverpool and yes. City as they go top, turn to turn at the top of the table. And just a footnote, actually a footnote from from City. Liverpool were to lose Robbie Muster at Newcastle, and Manchester City were to win. City would be crowned champions on Monday night. On Monday night. We don't want Monday that, night champions. We, we don't, don't want, want anything to do with no. Monday night. We'll, no, we'll, we, we don't. We might have to have another meeting with the Premier League and say no Monday night champions. <laughs> it's got to be yeah. championship Monday. So, yeah, we'll look forward to that last day, May the 12th, Championship Sunday. So that's it from us on our Midweek Euro podcast. As ever, we want to hear from you, so download the Two Robbie Show, rate and review the show. And this week, I want to you to let us know if you think Liverpool and Spurs can make it to the Champions League final. If you think they can, tell us why. And we'll read out the best responses on next week's show. So, in a week when Spurs fluttered against Ajax and Liverpool got messed up by Messi, we'll be back next Thursday, May the 9th, to wrap up the Champions League and Europa League, where Frankfurt played Chelsea and Arsenal played Valencia in the Europa League. And we'll make sure that we'll catch up with all the teams and who makes it through to both those European finals. And look out for the Premier League podcast after match week 37 this weekend. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Mustard together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening. And it's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.